uh, data by itself doesn't change anything. It's, it's how data can uh, refine and, and guide action that is, uh, is really what we do here. Welcome to episode two of Data Decisions with Jason. I'm Drew Chambers, VP of Marketing for Chorus. I'm here with my friends, uh, CEO of Chorus, Jason Abramitis, and actually we have a special guest, COO of Chorus, uh, Morgan Stemp today. So welcome, uh, welcome back, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different than the last episode. Uh, we wanted to go through some examples of uh, where testing your gut um paid off. So examples where clients were, you know, had a gut feeling or had an, had an instinct about something, uh, but decided to go through uh, kind of the rigorous analytical process that we're always talking about to test their gut. Uh, and in so doing, realized that that gut instinct was actually uh, incorrect. Um, and in so doing, saved themselves some, some headaches, some hassle and, and some money along the way. Um, so with that being said, uh, Jason, I know you, you kind of had a couple of different, uh, thoughts on this one. Um, but why don't we, why don't we dive into, to an example right away? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the, the areas that we've done a lot of work is with, uh, investment managers, private equity funds, corporate, uh, development and other groups that are looking to make large investment decisions, uh, to the topic of, of testing your gut. Uh, these are groups that are inherently, uh, you know, inclined to test their hypotheses and, and, and check their gut against what uh, they might think the world wants from a, a product. Uh, and so we do a lot of things where the models that the uh, those investment managers come to us with um, need some assumptions checked, what the awareness is of a brand, what the actual likelihood of adoption of a product might be, uh, given certain circumstances or, or changes to the world. And when we go through the process, we either often find that the market is much larger than they thought or much smaller. And, and that really uh, then colors the investment thesis and, and makes them make a different decision or change the amount that they're willing to uh, to invest uh, accordingly. Uh, so that's a, a big area for us where uh, the outcome is very much to find something unexpected uh, and, and not necessarily to, uh, to confirm among a set of choices. Uh, but we also discussed in, in thinking about things that we've done, uh, there's, you know, some other areas where we found unexpected results that we weren't setting out to, uh, to find. So we, we do some work for uh, a local charity uh, where they run some events, some that are fairly large. And uh, we noticed in the data that they had an unusually large number of exactly 21-year-olds. <laughs> uh, and that... Uh, then led us to say, hey, you know what, you guys might want to uh, invest a little bit in just confirming that people are the age they say they are and, and manage your risks and, and make sure that your events are, in fact, uh, you know, not posing a liability that you're not prepared for. Sure. Yeah, you figure the downside of, of getting something like that wrong is is uh, pretty substantial as opposed to, you know, just taking a little bit of time to, to do some extra legwork there to make sure uh, – Everybody's yeah. of age uh, and participating uh, appropriately at an event. 
Yeah, and it's it's just the last thing that a charity needs, obviously, is that sort of black eye, and uh, and obviously we want their funds to go towards the good that they're doing in the community and not towards uh, legal fees. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the, there's lots of things like that that as you just start to look at uh, data and, and as you get used to these things as we do, um, you, you learn, oh, wait, hold on, that doesn't look right, or let's go back and check that out. Take, taking this to take the step back and, and kind of – determine why that that happens right so so to your point you know you're working with a, a private equity firm or an investment bank obviously super smart guys uh, and gals and and know what they are looking for from a financial perspective but you know what what are some of the things that potentially could lead to the analysis just just being incorrect is it is it people presenting themselves one way like me saying that I really like the speed of my car when in reality it's safety. That's, that's my, my real concern when it comes down to it. Or you know, what are, what are some of the factors that enter into to that, um, into that process? Yeah, I think, you know, when we think about the process of actually conducting research, uh, one of the reasons why, uh, we've developed the tool that we have where we provide the service and support on top of the ability to get the data that you need, is that if you ask the question the wrong way or in the wrong sequence, or if you frame something the wrong way, uh, it can lead to entirely different outcomes in the research that you conduct. So a lot of the, the work that we do, especially with validating assumptions in a financial model, uh, relates to making sure that we're not uh, biasing the data to be too strongly positive or negative on a concept or opportunity because it's leading uh, the respondent a certain way. Uh, and so that's something where, you know, our clients don't spend all day in, in surveys and in, in research. It's something that uh, requires some uh, some discussion. It also requires a little bit of expertise in terms of how folks uh, actually share their data and their perspectives. Um, and then when we analyze data, actually, you know, as Kevin on our team would be the first to say, it's important to not just look at the univariate analysis and, and say, oh, well, it looks like people believe something is a certain way. Who believes that? Why do they believe it? What are the underlying factors that help us to then understand, is there something funny going on in the data or uh, can we, uh, in fact, influence that top line metric uh, with a very focused effort rather than being so concerned about, oh, now we, we know we need to make a change. Like, what, what do we do? Sure. Uh, Morgan, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, um, you know, as we, we went through just a couple of examples there, and I know there's there's a litany of... of companies that you've worked with and, um, you know, in a lot of cases, it seems like this, this type of deep dive analysis is done when, you know, maybe you're acquiring another asset or you're getting ready to launch a new product. Um, or again, maybe it's just, you have a gut feeling about something. You know, what, what's something that you would tell or advise a client in terms of the best time to start thinking about, uh, this type of statistical analysis and, and deep dive into, um, testing their gut when's when's the time to be doing stuff like that right well as soon as you know that there's an, an investment on the line that there's gonna be money spent towards uh, a bet that you'll be taking in a market that's the right time to start thinking about research because if you don't validate that in advance that's all money that's at risk and it's time that's at risk that it could have been spent towards something more productive so as jason mentioned it's it's often the case that it's not the entire concept that's wrong uh, or misguided, but rather some key element of execution. And so as soon as you begin mapping out uh, the different assumptions that go into your product launch or your marketing campaign or whatever it may be, that's the right time to start talking to people like, like us who can advise on 
different tests it might run to validate those assumptions, or even different uh, ideas that uh, might be worth testing in conjunction with that. You know, maybe different types of pricing models, for example, different business models uh, that can help you achieve the same concept but through a different way. I, I jump in quickly here to say as well that you know Morgan and I come from being consultants, which is you know just the worst thing that we possibly have been in our lives, but it's. Uh, you know, one of our frustrations with, was that so many of the things that we did were based on our gut instinct and were based on the gut instinct of the people that we interviewed in a company rather than validating with customers. And uh, that results often in things that are just confirming existing biases versus, you know, what we do now and, and why we, we built this is to really target that same problem that consulting solves for just in a very objective way. What, what is it that your customers actually want from you? Sure. So uh, last question I'll ask you guys, and, and I'll try to be delicate here so that we don't dive into too political of a discussion, but you know, what's, what's an example um, that maybe you're seeing uh, in the news or um, in uh, whether that's uh, current events or whether that's current business events, but what's an example of something where, you th where you're, you're seeing the stories and you're saying, you know, this seems like this is maybe not informed with the right data. This is maybe... Um, this is maybe somebody going off their gut instinct or something like that. Um, you know, uh, throwing out there, you know, like SpaceX is in the news all the time, right? Is, is, is the, the need and the desire to go to space informed by actual, uh, you know, human desire? Is it, is it, uh, informed by survey data or is that just something cool that we want to do? Um, what are some of the other things that you, you kind of read about and say that you think, think that? Well, if, I'll use an example that's, that's slightly different from the question you're asking, but there's been a lot of news stories recently, I think, for example, of Cambridge Analytica uh, and other companies uh, that are promoting an idea of data analysis that is so precise as to be scary. And I, I, in our experience, it's rarely, rarely the case. It actually, statistical analysis gives you general directions and it gives you... Um, confidence boundaries to work with, but the idea that there is some kind of magic formula through data science that lets you identify exactly the outcome um, without real robust human insight and thought on the back end of that, I think is, uh, is mistaken. And we run into that a lot in, um, in our own work with clients where we've, we uh, deal with people who assume that there is a kind of black box formula that can be applied to their situation. And the reality is, I don't think there is. And uh, I don't know, Jason, does that resonate with you? Yeah, I think, you know, we probably had a very unconventional reaction to the Cambridge Analytica story. Uh, it's a good one to point to for the fact that, um, you know, for one, there are certainly issues there in, in the disclosure and the transparency of how things are being handled and used is, is obviously a concern. Uh, but, you know, looking back to the 2016 election, I don't know that any of us know folks that were really persuadable uh, from one camp to the other. And, and so for one thing, uh, the fact that that happened to us didn't scream, oh, everyone was, you know, somehow, uh, you know, mind swapped to be uh, suddenly changed from one camp to the other. Uh, I also think that when we, we looked at that, we thought to our own work and said, okay, that's, that's interesting. You know, it's, it's one of the cuts that we use in, in how we look at any of the analysis that we do. Um, but you still need, as Morgan said, what do you do with it? You need some human insight into how can that be then turned into a campaign that persuades or uh, how can that campaign, if you go the other direction, target the people that are most persuadable by it. And so uh, data by itself doesn't change anything. It's, it's how data can uh, 
uh, refine and, and guide action that is uh, is really what we. That's awesome, and I, I love that answer to that question. Um, my rambling question that was a very good, uh, very good response. So, um, thanks guys for being here, and uh, looking forward to the next episode with you. Sounds great. Thanks. Nice.